Let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you just um, uh, speak to each one of us, Lord. Um, open our hearts, Lord. Open our ears, Lord. Open our lives for your word, Lord. And help us, Lord, to just understand, Lord, your, your words today, Lord. And um, uh, convict us, Lord. And uh, uh, rebuke us, reprove us, Lord. Just, just uh, um, mold us, Lord, into the children that you want us to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So praise the Lord. For, okay, uh, la last week I talked about 20, uh, our 2020 vision. And uh, I think it was Brother James who said, uh, what's 2020 vision, Brother James? Perfect. Perfect vision. And so at the beginning of this year, I want us to see uh, a better vision of what God wants for, for us to do as a church. And you guys remember the sermon last week? <coughs> My one. My one, and I, I heard this from the convention that we went to last October, November. But the, the my one is, is the, the person that you wanna, you, you really wanna bring to Christ, right? You're afraid to bring this person to Christ, um, because sometimes you feel like uh, we don't know the, the right words to say, right? To, and if they have questions, we feel like, oh man, how, how do I answer that? But if we pray for that person constantly, in, in Tagalog, bubugin natin ang panalangin. Diba? We pray for that person talagang over and over again. Come to the Lord and invite that person here. You know, um, once they're here, they, they'll see the love of God. We're, we will be able to tell them about the love of God. And all we need is to, to focus on one person. Bring that one person to the kingdom of God. Amen? <coughs> so today I want to continue with this 2020 vision. Can we say 2020 vision? My, my vision is probably around, <laughs> my eyesight is not that good. That's why I wear the contact lens. Um, uh, and, and so, you know, the 2020 vision, I want to talk about my 316. My 316, I got this from the, the Southern Baptist also. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we all know about John 316, right? Uh, let's all recite this, and I, I love it whenever we come to this uh, verse because everyone can recite this. Okay, everyone now, for? <coughs> and I want to go back to that last part. It says, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, let's replace that with your name. Okay, let's replace that with your name, the last part. Uh, actually, not your name, but uh, if I, let's just say, if I believe in him. Amen. When you believe in Jesus Christ, that's when salvation came into your life. I don't know if you guys know how powerful that is. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you were saved. And my 316 is your testimony. When I believe in Christ, I used to be this, but now I am, the Lord brought me into this place where I am changed. I am renewed. The question is, what is your my 316? Okay, I want you to understand that your own testimony is powerful. Can we say powerful? powerful. Do you believe that? Your testimony is powerful. Uh, I said that in Tagalog, huh? powerful. <laughs> One of the things that uh, 
Kyle shared to us last Friday. He said that uh, in e Egypt, you know, sometimes once you start talking about Jesus Christ, they're like, I don't want to hear it. But once you start talking about your testimony on how the Lord changed you, they want to hear it. Oh, I used to be a murderer, and, and now I'm different. I used to be hateful, and now I'm different. I used to be this, I used to be sinful, but now I'm different because of what Christ had done. And they want to listen. They want to hear what you have to say. Because your testimony is powerful. A lot of times, you know, we, we think that uh, uh, nobody wants to hear my testimony. But, you know, if they can't hear the, the words of God, you know, your testimony, testimony could be the word of God. That could change them. It's powerful. <coughs> Excuse me. Your testimony is powerful and could really impact someone's life. Listen, when God revealed himself to the world, see, my voice is just so different now. <laughs> when God revealed himself to the world, the Lord did not send us science books or mathematical uh, books. Right? The, the Lord, <coughs> the Lord did not, um, <coughs> excuse me, the, the Lord did not send us outline, sermon, or doctor, doctrinal theologies. But the Lord told us, and he started off by telling us a story that in the beginning, God, God created the heavens and the earth. And the Bible, the Bible is a book of, of uh, of uh, a lot of powerful testimonies by, you know, done by God. This is the work of God in their lives. The Bible is uh, full of testimonies. Diba? Hindi po to, hindi po science book to, hindi mathematical book po. Theology, you know, th there's the theology in there. There's math in there. There's science in there. But that's not a book of science and theology. A amen. Praise the Lord. The living water. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Uh, and so, you know, this, like I said earlier, the Bible is filled with powerful stories and powerful testimonies of what God had done with people's lives who put their faith in God. And that's why the Lord wants each one of us to share our testimony. Amen. Oh, thank you. I need this. <laughs> Thank you, Kaya. Yeah? The, the Lord wants us to share a testimony. Your testimony is the result of God's power working in you, captivating your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. This is the powerful work of God in your life. Diba? Kaya dapat po, i-share pa natin yung testimony natin. Kung paano tayo binago ni Lord. How God changed us. How God, you know, renewed us. Diba po? I, I love sharing this, Sister Mary's uh, testimony of when Sister Mary wa was, you know, she, 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 po kayo, di ba po? she died and she was in heaven for a couple minutes. And, and as she was there, you know, she told God, you know, she, she was telling uh, <coughs> someone in heaven, you know, I, I can't leave you. I, ca I can't leave my, my kids there. And the Lord brought her back. That's a powerful testimony. She was in heaven. She died on, the, on her way to the hospital. That's a powerful testimony. Your testimony is powerful. Sometimes I feel like my testimony is not, but it's powerful. 
Here's, here's how simple my testimony is. I was born a Christian in a Christian home, but yet I wasn't saved. But some t- somewhere along the way, the Lord revealed to me that I need him. I can't go to heaven because my, my dad's a pastor. I can't go to heaven because my mom is a great, you know, woman of God. I, I, need the, the, you know, I need Jesus Christ in my heart in order for me to go to heaven. And that's my testimony, and it's a powerful one. It's a powerful one. <coughs> your, your story is powerful and life-changing. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything. You just have to be willing to share your story. Amen? <coughs> you want to have a powerful story? Then understand that you are not the same per- person you were before. You are changed. You have been given a new life. You have been given the power to become God's witness. Okay, your attitude is different. Your mindset is different. Your desires are different. You have a new purpose. You have a new goal. Okay, you are a new creation. Amen. And here I want to talk about uh, a couple of people or five people in the word of God that was changed by God. First, Apostle Paul. I love the story of Apostle Paul. And if you open your Bible in Romans 1, <coughs> 16 to 17. Romans 1, 16 to 17. This is when Apostle Paul was already saved. And I love what he said here in Romans. <coughs> Here's what Apostle Paul said. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is God's power for salvation to all who have faith in God to the Jews first, and also to the Greek. God's righteousness is being revealed in the gospel from faithfulness for faith as it is written. The righteous person will live by faith. But look at this. Apostle Paul mentioned that he was the chief of all sinners. Ibig sabihin po, napakamakasalanan niya. (coughs) Before Apostle Paul was saved, he was leading a lot of, uh, in his group to killing a lot of Christians. Persecuting a lot of Christians. And uh, so sinasabi I was the chief of all sinners. I was the Pharisees of all Pharisees. But here, when the moment he was saved, he turned his life around and he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. <coughs> See, here's what he's saying. He wasn't ashamed with his testimony of how Jesus Christ changed his whole heart, his mind, mindset, and focus in life. See, that is power to salvation. That is power to salvation. Oh, more, I need more. <coughs> See, Paul's testimony and our testimony is about God's grace fixing our broken relationship with God. Diba? It's fixing our broken relationship with God. That's your testimony. See, before you became a Christian, okay, your relationship with God was broken. The Word of God says that you could never reach God with your own power. You could never reach God with your own strength. Okay, but your testimony is God's grace coming down upon you and receiving it, and now you have that relationship with God. Are you ashamed of your testimony? Apostle Paul was not. Okay, the gospel message is a life-giving message to a dying person. 
For it is power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Can we say everyone who believes? Ganda po nun, it's the power to salvation for everyone who believes. To everyone who believes. <coughs> See, we were made righteous in God's, God's eyes, which led to our right relationship with our Lord God. Praise the Lord. Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, he said, I am not ashamed of my testimony. I am not ashamed of my testimony, and I will openly declare what God had done in my life. Okay? Uh, Peter, like I said last week, he was bold about his, his testimony. Paul, very bold about his testimony. And each one of you has a powerful testimony, and we should be bold in sharing that testimony. God wants to use your testimony to win a lot of people to Christ. The next one that I want to talk about is the Samaritan woman. In the book of John, chapter 4. Samaritan po, okay, the Samaria, like I've mentioned in the past po, these are people who are half Jew and half, uh, half something else. They're not full-blooded Jew. They're from Samaria. They were, they were called Samaritans. And the Jews looked down upon them. The Jews were saying, you know what? <coughs> we're we're the, the real children of God. You guys are half children of God, and you guys are not worthy. You guys are not worthy. And so one day, uh, Jesus Christ and his disciples walked through Samaria. And they, went, they, they stopped at the well, and that lady was there. Uh, like I said, you know, be, before the Samarian woman, Samaritan woman, you know, people probably looked down upon her. She was get, getting water in the middle of the day because, you know, the, the other ladies in the morning when they get their water, they were probably making fun of her. They were giving her, her a hard time. And so she was considered dirty. She was considered sinful. She was considered not a good person in her communi community. She was looked down upon. <coughs> but here, when Jesus Christ was speaking to her, when Jesus Christ was talking to, to the Samaritan woman, okay, she, he point, Jesus Christ pointed out lovingly that she was sinful. Jesus Christ knew exactly about, you know, all the sinful things that she did. Alam po ng Panginoong Diyos, lahat ng kasalanan na ginawa niya. Ganun din po sa atin, alam ng Panginoong Diyos ang bawat kasalanan na ginagawa natin. But Jesus Christ pointed out her sinfulness lovingly. But at the same time, <coughs> after that, Jesus also pointed out that it didn't matter because God is looking for imperfect people who are willing to be changed by the power of the gospel and worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. That's a beautiful thing, di ba po? God is looking for imperfect people. And as I look around this place right now, we are all imperfect. Right? We are a bunch of imperfect people who have put our faith in God. We're saying, Lord, we're sinful. And no matter how, how hard we try to get to you, Lord, we could never get to you. And so we accept your salvation. And so, like I said, you know, she's an imperfect person who, <coughs> who was willing to be changed by the power of the gospel and worship God in spirit and in truth. And here's her response in J uh, John 4, <coughs> verse 28 and 29. The woman, the Samaritan woman, put down her water jar and went into the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who has told me everything I've done. Could this man be the Christ? They left the city and were on their way 
to see Jesus Christ. In verse 39 and 42, look what happened here. Many Samaritans in the city believe in Jesus because of the woman, woman's word. When she testified, he told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritan came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is truly the savior, savior of the world. Nakita niyo po yun? Did you guys catch that? Okay, after, after Jesus Christ po, I know, lovingly told her that we, I want imperfect people to worship me in spirit and in truth. She went back to the city and she said, you know what, there's this person and I believe she's, he's the Christ. Okay, he told me everything, that, that all the sinful things that I have done. And I, I know he's the prophet and he told, she told everyone that. They all went back and asked Jesus, you know, asked Jesus Christ to stay. Jesus Christ stayed there for two weeks and preached them. And they said, you know what? Because of what you've said, we, you know, we asked him to come and we believe. People were saved because of her testimony. Because of her testimony. <coughs> In the book of John chapter 9, there was a blind man. And this blind man, you know, he was born blind. <coughs> He was born blind. And in, the, in, in, the, uh, in that culture, they say that if you were born blind, either you were a sinner or your parents were sinners. You know, he was kind of looked down upon by, by, the, by the religious leaders. And so this blind man was waiting one day. And then Jesus Christ came up to, to him. The disciples asked him, you know what? Was he sinful or was his parents sinful? Jesus Christ said, uh, it's not because of him. It's because, the, you know, so that we could give God the glory. And God healed this person. God healed this blind man. And look at his response. <coughs> John 9, verse 9. Uh, w when the other people saw him, they were like, uh, you know what? Is this the person that was blind before? The, is this the person that was blind? And so... The, the, the blind man replied in, in chapter, uh, verse 9 of chapter 9, he said, um, he said, yes, it's me. And then they asked him, how are you able to see? Verse 11, he answered, the man they called Jesus made mud, smeared it on my eyes and said, go to the bowl, uh, pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I could see. And uh, you know, they asked, where is this man? He replied, I don't know. I've never seen this man before. Nakita niyo po yun? Okay, he's never seen this man before. He was blind. Uh, Jesus Christ put mud in his eyes. Nilagyan po ng putik yung mata niya. And uh, Jesus Christ told him, to the, told him to go to the pool and wash his eyes. As soon as he got to the, the pool, he washed his eyes and he could see. He never saw Jesus Christ, but now he could see. <coughs> and, th and then so he was brought to the Jewish leaders. They asked him, you know, how are you able to see? <coughs> Excuse me. He, sa he said, you know, there's this guy, Jesus Christ, he put mud in my eyes, I wash, and now I see. And the Pharisees, you know, they didn't believe him. They didn't believe him. They asked him, who do you think this guy is? The blind man said, I think he's a prophet. I think he's a prophet. And so they're like, you know what, we don't believe you. That's what they said. 
Let's bring in your parents. The parents came, came, they asked the parents, they said, yes, that's our son. He was born blind, but I don't know, he can see now. I don't know what happened. Why don't you ask him? And so they asked him again. In, in verse 24, they said, uh, therefore they called a second time for the man who had been born blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. The man answered, I don't know whether he's a sinner. Talking about Jesus Christ. Here's what I do know. I know I was blind and now I see. They questioned him again. What did he do to you? How did he heal your eyes? He replied, I already told you. You didn't listen. Why don't you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? And then uh, in verse 30, they, they insulted him. In verse 30, the, the man answered, this is incredible. You don't know where he is from, yet he healed my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. God listens to anyone who is devout and does God's will. No one has ever heard of healing of the eyes of someone born blind. If this man wasn't from God, he couldn't do this. So here's what happened. Like I said earlier, you don't have to know everything. You just have to know that God had forgiven you, that God had saved you. Okay, they asked him, who is this man? He said, I don't know who this man is. Is he a sinner? He says, I don't know if he's a sinner. Here's what I do know. I used to be blind. But the moment he put his hands on me, and now I can see. See how powerful his testimony is. The, the Pharisees were so anger, a, angered by, by uh, his reply. They, you know, they said, uh, we don't want to listen to you. See, look at this. The blind man, he never studied theology. He didn't go to the seminary, but he had a powerful testimony. He had a powerful testimony that it didn't matter what the religious hypocrites had to say. They couldn't change his mind because that was his own personal testimony. Naano niyo po yung testimony niyo po? Kahit anong sabihin po ng mga, ng mga hindi naniniwala sa Panginoong Diyos, they could, they could never change your testimony. Diba? Because that's your own testimony. That's your own testimony. <coughs> In Luke 8, 39, there was a de demon-possessed guy. This demon-possessed guy, you know, there were legions of demons in him. There were legions of demons in him. Everyone was afraid of him. But the moment he saw Jesus Christ, legion, how many is legion again? Many, diba? Thousands. Okay? Napakarami po. <coughs> and so, the, this, this demon-possessed guy, you know, he was so strong. A lot of demons in him. But yet, yet when the, he saw Jesus Christ, they were afraid. <coughs> and Jesus Christ, you know, co commanded the demons to, to leave, and they left. After they, they left, you know, the people who knew about uh, this demon-possessed guy, they were like, wow, they were amazed of what happened to him. They were amazed of what happened to him, and they were scared. They were scared of Jesus Christ, and they told Jesus Christ to leave. And so when Jesus Christ left, you know, the demon-possessed guy, you know, who, who is now cleansed from all the demonic uh, 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 attacks, he said, Jesus Christ, I want to follow you. Here's what Jesus Christ told him in Luke 8. Luke 8, 39. <coughs> Return home and tell the story of what God has done for you. 
So he went throughout the city proclaiming what Jesus had done for him. Here's what Jesus Christ is telling him. I want you to, to tell everyone about your testimony. Because your testimony is a powerful testimony. Once demon possessed, but with one command from Jesus Christ, the demons had fled. And now they could never come back to him. And that's such a powerful testimony. Here's what Jesus Christ is telling him. Share your testimony. Share your testimony. And in Mark 14, verse 6 to 9, and I preached about this person last year. This person is, is a woman. This person is, is, is Mary. And uh, <coughs> one night right before Jesus Christ died, Mary came into the room in the place where Jesus Christ and some of the, the men, the disciples, were having dinner. And I want you to understand that during that time, women weren't allowed in that, that dinner. But while they, where they were having dinner, Mary walked in. She walked in the room, and, and, and she had the alabaster, this perfume, the cologne that smells so good. And she broke it, and she was weeping. She was weeping. Now, when, when she did this, she was probably thinking, uh, thanking Jesus for, for bringing her brother back to life, Lazarus. And, and she was probably thanking Jesus Christ for forgiving her of her sins. She knew she was a sinner. And she, she knew she was a sinner, but she also knew that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And she's saying, you know what, I've been forgiven. She's probably t telling everyone, if you only knew that the moment that Jesus Christ had forgiven me and I felt God's arms all around me, God's love around me. She was, she was saying, you know, this alabaster box, this perfume that's so expensive, it's not even worthy. And I'm willing to break it. I'm willing to break it for you, for you. <coughs> you know what? As, as she was walking to Jesus Christ, and I could probably imagine that with, with her head bowed down, because some of the guys were probably giving her the evil eye. She was probably walking to Jesus Christ with her head bowed down, and she was probably stumbling upon her own tears. She was probably crying as she was walking slow, and she didn't want to look at anyone else. She was probably tearing up, and she's, she's going, Lord, Thank you so much for bringing my brother back to life. Thank you so much for forgiving me of my sins. As she was doing this, you know what? Judah said, you know what? What are you doing? Why did you break this, this cologne, this, this expensive cologne in Jesus, you know, uh, <coughs> on Jesus Christ's head? Why did you do this? We could have sold this and made money and gave it to the poor. <coughs> And, and, and so Jesus Christ said in Luke 8, in Mark 14, verses 6 to 9, he said, he told Judas, Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. 
You always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do something good for them. But you won't always have me. (coughs) She has done what she could. She had anointed my body ahead of time for burial. I tell you the truth, that wherever the whole world, wherever the whole world, uh, wherever in the whole world the good news is announced, what she's done will always be told in memory of her. Let me say this again. Whenever in the whole world the good news is announced, what she's done will always will also be told in memory of her, her. Here's what Jesus Christ is saying. That because of her faith, because of, 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 of her life that was renewed, because of her testimony, that a- every time the word of God is, is being told, okay, people will talk about her also. Mary, who, who was probably looked down upon by, by, by a lot of these guys, Jesus Christ said, that her testimony will be told all over the world. (coughs) You know what? Though she did not say anything, although she stumbled upon her own tears as she approached Jesus Christ, Jesus heard every words that came out of her heart. Jesus felt her worship and thankfulness from her tears. Here's what Jesus Christ is is saying, that her testimony is powerful. The change in your life because of the life-changing power of the gospel represents the greatest amount of of strength that you possess. Let me say that again. The change in your life because of the life-changing power of the gospel represents the greatest amount of strength you possess. We were changed by the blood of Christ. And we who were changed by the blood of Christ, you know, should share our testimony because we understand the price that was paid for our salvation. We understand that, you know, we did not deserve this. That grace was something that we did not deserve. That punishment was something that we deserve. But mercy, Jesus Christ showed us mercy. He showed us his love so that we can be forgiven. Like, you're, like I said over and over again, your tes- testimony is powerful. Brother Santi used to be, you know, he, he has his own lifestyle before. But uh, a couple years ago, we, we found someone who knew him when he was the, the captain. I want you to understand that when this person saw Brother Santi, he said, you know what, you're so much different from you were before. You are changed. You are, you know, your lifestyle is different. Your mindset is different. I see the love of God in you. And this person became a Christian. There's a lot of uh, testimonies in the Philippines of pastors who, who used to be killers, who used to be witch, you know, who, um, <coughs> who, who, who are in witchcraft, who had anting anting, meaning that these people were, were under the influence of satanic power. You know, the, you know what they tell us now? You know, when, when they were under the sa- satanic powers, God had, you know, the, 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 the enemy, the devil had given them powers that are above uh, an average person. But yet when they found the power of Jesus Christ, they said, you know what? The power of God is so much stronger than the power of the devil. 
The power of God is so much stronger that they left behind. They burned all the stuff that was, you know, connected to the devil. And now they are changed. Their testimonies are so powerful. And they knew exactly that, you know, their, their power, that, that their salvation is not cheap. And so they're living for God. They're sharing the word of God. They, they, they're testifying about God. Their testimonies are so powerful. Because they understand that God had given his everything for them. The question is, are you using your testimony? How's your my 316? That when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. You have eternal life. Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. What is your my 316? Are you ready to share it? I want to challenge everyone to be ready to share your testimony because your testimony could impact someone else's life and it could change them forever. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, continue to use us, Lord, and help us, Lord, to see your vision, Lord, in our life. Use our testimony, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.